Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, race closed. Carrie brings the case against her boyfriend, Jim. Jim plays and streams car racing simulators. He's developed an audience and has a bit of a following on the internet. But Carrie thinks all of this racing is cutting into their quality time. She'd like to be able to plan more activities for them to do together without worrying about his racing schedule. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference. Yeah, the podcast was really fast. We just couldn't get a long enough green flag run there toward the end to get a good run on Flophouse and the McElroys. But we were fast. Jesse Thorne, Jennifer Marmer, and everyone on the JJ Ho team and Max Fun gave me an awesome podcast to drive tonight. But we ran out of time to get back up there and race them for the win. Pit stop attendant, Jesse Thorne, please swear them in. Carrie, Jim, please rise. Raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God or whatever. I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that the only race he runs in is the human race? Yes. I do. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. You may be seated. And I don't really run in it that much. (laughs) (laughs) It's more of an asthmatic amble, but sure. (laughs) For an immediate summary judgment and one of yours favors, Carrie, Jim, can either of you name the person that I was quoting as I entered the courtroom? I changed a couple of words, but otherwise the quote was intact. So uh, let's see. Carrie, you're bringing this case. So Jim, what's your guess? Uh, it sounds familiar, surprisingly enough. Um, is it a quote from Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Is it a quote from Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Is the question that I will put in as a guess in the guess book. <laughs> a quote from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Hmm, interesting. The famous NASCAR racer. Right, right. Mm-hmm. What about you, uh, Carrie? What's your guess before I reveal the answer? Could be that he's right. It could be that he's wrong. I am going to guess that it is a Richard Petty quote from a memoir that he wrote. Richard Petty, another famous NASCARian, correct? Mm-hmm. I did my research. I did about 30 <laughs> seconds of wikipedia NASCAR for this. <laughs> Never thought I was going to have to do that for this podcast, but I did it. And that's how I know all guesses are wrong. Shucks. It's Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. Oh, am I pronouncing man. his name correctly? You are. You are. Very good. Why didn't you know that, Jim? You love NASCAR, and he only just won last Sunday's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series at Michigan International Speedway. As of this recording, he just won. Number yeah, one. Get your head on straight, Jim. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> you watch so many of them, they start blending together. Kevin Harvick was the one who said that about some race. I don't understand what he was describing. <laughs> and he wasn't referring to a podcast, obviously. The podcast in that quote, replace the word truck. Is a NASCAR car called a truck? They have different series. They have like a tertiary series from the top that runs truck. So when he was referring to a truck, he was referring to a truck? Yeah. Okay. This case involves Jim's passion for NASCAR and running NASCAR race simulations on streaming internet and... (laughs) All of these things I know nothing about. (laughs) So uh, I love the opportunity to learn. We're up here in Maine, by the way, still. We're recording here with Joel Mann, WERU.org. Joel, you a big NASCAR fan? I'd love to listen on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you're going to have to lead me down the trail. So I just want to clarify. When I think of truck, I think of a pickup truck or a hand truck. I'm pretty sure the Kevin Harvick is not running around with a hand truck with other guys. So that would be a cool race. Are these pickup trucks or not pickup trucks? They are pickup trucks. They have um, Toyotas, there's some Fords, and then there's Chevys. But, yep, they're the they're trucks. same trucks that most like landscapers drive, kind of, but, you know. Aren't they lower? Well, they're they're souped up like crazy. Yeah, they don't look like what you would see in, like, upstate New York or, like, upstate Maine. They're, like, modified to be on a racetrack. <clears throat> Mid-coast Maine. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> But you are currently in upstate New York at the beautiful studios of WAMC-FM. Is that not correct? That's right. Yeah. When I'm in western Massachusetts, I pull that signal right over into Massachusetts and I don't pay extra or anything. <laughs> it's a good deal. It's a good radio station. All right. Enough talk. Here's the prob. Jim, I understand loving NASCAR and watching races, but you also are doing this other thing where, and I'm going to just use, are you on Twitch? Is that the service? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. So Twitch is, I'm very happy you're here because Twitch is something that is coming up in my cultural ecosphere to a certain degree, and I really don't know what it is. And I'm reaching that part of adulthood where I'm starting to say, like, maybe I'll never know, and maybe I should stop listening to young people and start <laughs> reading TV Guide and print again. <laughs> what is Twitch, and what do you do on it that is causing all these problems between you and Carrie, your partner? So Twitch essentially allows me to stream exactly what I'm doing on the computer, um, everything that's going on on my monitor in front of me. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been racing with like the same group of people for years now, since like 2013, which is a scary thought. It's scary to me that you think that that's a long time ago. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, I just, no, I turned 27 uh, earlier in January. And as a 27-year-old, you're enjoying your life, and it doesn't matter what a 47-year-old understands, which is great. Um, but you have made the 27-year-old thing of saying, like, yeah, I've been racing with these guys for uh, you know practically half my life since last week or whatever. And I don't know whether you're talking about racing in IRL or computer racing. I wish it was in real life. But um, no, it's all through a video game uh, that we pay for. We have like wheels, like little plastic wheels hooked up to our computers that we use as controllers. Oh, I've seen your whole rig and it's in the evidence at the uh, Judge John Hodgman page at MaximumFun.org and also on our Instagram at Instagram.com slash Judge John Hodgman. And it's amazing. And we'll talk about that in a second. But just so that I completely understand what's going on, you watch NASCAR on TV and go to NASCAR events. You also play a NASCAR simulation. I'm buzz marking the hell out of NASCAR because that's a private company, isn't it? It's an <laughs> institution. But you pretend to race on your computer with your little toy steering wheels. Yes. And Twitch TV, or what is it called? Is it called Twitch TV? Is yeah. that dumb? Is that a dumb thing to say? No. No, you're on point. All right. I like that. On point. I remember what that means. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> you, Jim, pretend to race on your computer with friends over a network, and you broadcast via Twitch TV to the internet exactly what's happening on your screen. Correct? Yes. Correct. It makes very little sense, and even for the smartest person, it's kind of hard to grasp that concept, but that's exactly what's going on. I think it's simple. Yeah, no, I get it. It's a live podcasting of your video game. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's like uh, Dan TDM streaming his uh, Minecraft games. 
You know who Dan TDM is? No. He's a Minecraft superstar, and he's making a lot of money. Are you making a lot of money, Jim? I'm I'm making enough to take Carrie out for dinners every now and then. That's Mm -hmm. nice. But does it make up for the time that you're spending on the computer? Carrie, you argue that he's spending too much time in both real and virtual NASCAR planet. Tell me what your concern is. So basically, depending on the season for his sim racing and the in real life NASCAR season, I have time to spend with Jim like maybe one or two days out of the week. Um, He will argue that I have more time than that. But when it comes down to um, the amount of like production that he puts into his videos, he's spending days, you know, editing everything and going through and posting stuff. So really, my time to plan events is very limited. I can't do like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Sometimes I can't do Thursday and there's a Friday race. And then the real life races come out on the weekends. So that's also limited. So your time is constrained by work, I presume, or school or something? We actually work at the same place. So we have the same work hours. But I just moved up here to New York. So I want to like go meet new people because I don't really know a lot of people here yet. Right. Um, so I like want to go out for like trivia nights. But the bar that's closest to us does a trivia night on Tuesday. And that's a no-go for Jim, because that's one of his favorite races that he is refusing to give up. A race to watch on TV or a race to play on his computer? It's one to play. So he's saying to you, I can't go to trivia night and help you meet new people in this town that you moved to, presumably for him, it sounds like. Is that what happened? Right? Yeah. Because I've got to play my video game with my friends right now on Tuesday night. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to clarify, and... um all judgment is reserved for later. I'm just getting information right now. Mm-hmm. Although that sounds terrible. And I made it sound terrible on purpose. <laughs> just pull back the curtain a little bit. You're also talking about, Jim, editing things and posting videos. That's different from streaming the race itself? Yeah. So he'll like stream. And then what he'll do um, before he does the races is he makes his own um, paints for the cars. So he puts hours into these like paint schemes for the cars and he, he works really hard on those. He also does, like, promotion videos for himself. Um, he's, like, created, I, I, like, I'm, this... I, have to, I hate to interrupt you, Carrie, I, but I just need to make sure I understand. He's creating paint schemes for the, the cars in the game, not in real life. Yeah. Jim, you're not a professional NASCAR painter. Funny thing is, is I made a paint scheme for someone that used to be a NASCAR driver, and then it actually did get translated into real life last year. Oh, really? That's true. You made a paint scheme for one of your fakey cars, and then that got used in a, on a real-life car? Absolutely. And it drove around in meat space and everything? A couple times, yeah. yeah. I got to watch the race on my TV and look at a paint scheme that I whipped up in a video game. And he has his own little die-cast of it, too. This is a different kind of fakey car, right? This is a toy car. A little die-cast. Die-cast, yeah. They're like the little like Hot Wheels cars, All right. kind of. So that we're always on the same page, please, Carrie and Jim, when you're talking about real NASCAR racing, let's call it racing. We're talking about (laughs) real life cars. Let's call them cars. And when you're talking about in-game racing, let's call them fakey cars and fakey (laughs) racing. Okay. Or fake if you want. I think fakey is cuter, but fake racing, fake cars, just so that I understand exactly how Jim is dividing his time. 
you have sent in some evidence. I have a feeling that visual aids are going to be of use to me here. Yes. So the first piece of evidence that you sent in was the, and this, Carrie, you sent this in. Uh, and again, all this evidence is going to be available as links and images on the Judge John Hodgman show page at MaximumFun.org, where you can always find us week after week and donate if you feel like it. And also at Instagram.com slash Judge John Hodgman. The first piece of evidence is the 2018 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup schedule. Boy, all these companies are getting plugs on my show. This is a, <laughs> a sport that relies on corporate sponsorship. So that's the way it goes. And this is the schedule. I never thought I'd be looking at a NASCAR schedule in my life, but here it is. There's a lot. <laughs> this season goes, starts in February of 2018 and goes to November of 2018. Mm-hmm. And there are races all the time, right? Yes. Okay. And that's what you were trying to show here with this evidence? Yeah. He actually went to two of those races in the past month. Oh, okay. Physically. Yeah, physically. Jim, I... I Though we are talking about balance issues in your life, I'm glad that at least in the NASCAR world, you're both in your head and in the world. That's cool. Well, thank you. Let's take a quick recess and hear about this week's Judge John Hodgman sponsor. We'll be back in just a moment on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is always supported by Maximum Funds members. This week, we're also supported by our friends at ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. That place is ZipRecruiter. One sign-up at ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. And then they scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash judge. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash J-U-D-G-E. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Court is back in session. Let's return to the courtroom for more justice. What do you love about NASCAR, Jim? 
So it all kind of started, um, my dad was very into this and everything, and then um, it fizzled out, but like senior year of high school, for no reason really, I kind of started watching it again, and it kind of reignited it, uh, and brought back a lot of good memories and stuff. Um, so I I kept kind of watching it, and it's just, it's fun, because you can definitely, like, if, first of all, if you go in real life, even if you hate it, like on TV or the concept of it, you're gonna have fun in real life. It's a very fun thing to watch, but mm-hmm. you can see there are subtle things that these drivers can do where it's not just you know driving around a track just waiting for it to end. Like there's a lot of like energy and mental gymnastics that have to get played, and a lot of different strategies that goes into it. So it, it's it's not for everyone, but it's it's fun for me. And part of the fun for you is trying to sneak onto television coverage. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened once or twice, yes. Because one of the th- videos that uh, Carrie sent along, Carrie, can you explain what this video is? I've I've watched yeah. it and enjoyed it, but for the listener, if they go to the uh, and look at it, what are they looking for? So this is Jim, like being in an area, first of all, that he's gained special privileges to be in based on the connections that he's made. So he's already kind of like a guest in this space. And he is watching one of the monitors in um, one of the team's areas. And he's watching the, the TV broadcast and he sees himself and you see him double take and then like get really excited and put his water bottle down and just start waving. <laughs> And um, it's not pictured, but the cameraman actually moves his camera so Jim's out of shot because he doesn't want Jim there anymore. I kind of ruined that <laughs> shot. It seemed that well, I'm looking at now. Are you Jim? Are you the guy in the with the big beard? Yes, this is a, that's a world class beard. First of all, <laughs> thank you very much. And people will see if they look at the images. This guy has got a, a lot of beard. Jesse, can you see this beard where you are in Los Angeles? Uh, yeah, I can see the beard. How would you describe this beard? Voluminous? Yeah. <laughs> High volume. That's true. Yeah. Round? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not just coming down. It's going out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate it. All right. So why am I looking at this video, Carrie, of him sneaking into the shot or waving when he's in the shot? I sent it in because I just think it's kind of like a testament to how much Jim loves being the center of attention and Mm -hmm. um, just like the kind of antics he will pull to get attention for his stream and his persona on social media and all that. I'm seeing him wave at the camera in this video. You know what I want to do? I want to wave back. I want to wave back. (laughs) Adorable dude who's clearly doing something he loves. This evidence is working against you is my point. Well, I do think it's worth stating that I saw the original video, then I saw his edit, then I saw him showing it to other people, and I saw it like several times throughout the week. So I never really got to escape that video. I think if I had just seen it once, and actually the first couple times I saw it, I, I did think it was really sweet and adorable. But uh, it was a little bit overplayed. So this is something that Jim is sharing on his socials. And with me in real life. Yeah. Oh, over and over like, and over Multiple again. times a day. Yes. I was so happy. (laughs) Why was this moment so special to you that you would annoy your partner multiple times by showing it over and over and over again? Uh, I think I I just want her to be proud. (laughs) Carrie, are you proud of your gym? 
Um, I'm proud for like the paint scheme that he got to put on a real car. I'm not sure I'm proud of him being in the background of a TV broadcast. Are you proud of him live streaming him eating a brick of cheese? <sighs> no, <laughs> I begged him not to do that. So this is another piece of evidence. And here's Jim and his beard over time eating a pound of cheese. 13 ounces, yeah. 13 ounces is just shy of a pound. Before anyone goes and looks at this video, this is a definite misophonia trigger warning for you. Oh, yeah. You don't want to hear a large, no offense, Jim, but a, a voluminous man with a voluminous beard eating a voluminous amount of cheese. There's a lot of mouth <laughs> sounds. That's more than fair. Why'd you put this out in the world, Jim? So what had happened with that is I had a race that was going to happen later that night. Fake race? Fake race. Fake, fake race. race. Yeah, I had fakey. a fake race. Pixel race. Oh. Um, and it was going on later that night. So I sent out a tweet on my my account that just kind of sticks to like the Twitch streaming that I do. And I had said, uh, if I win this race tonight, I'll eat a whole block of cheese live on stream. And unfortunately for me, I ended up winning. I, it was one of those races that I wasn't good at and I didn't really have a chance, but the stars aligned and I ended up winning and I have to be a man of my word. Okay. Well, the court will hold you to your word, whatever my ruling might be. I'm still figuring out all of the many, many sides of Jim that are being thrown at me. Because you also have a fake lasagna company called Papa Jim's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was sent a fake commercial for a fake lasagna company. You also have this online presence that I want to talk about a little bit here that is making you a little bit of money and people are sending you things in the mail. And one of the things, Carrie, you sent in a photo of a picture, a large format picture yes. of an older woman using an asthma inhaler that yep. is on Jim's wall above his rig. And the, yeah. I have to say this is one of the more disturbing images I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, this is not a licensed Upper Deck Wall Star. <laughs> that surprised me when I opened it. It's not gruesome or anything. It's just a weird, like, stock photo image of an inhaler demonstration. And as an inhaler user myself, I thought I had seen them all. Yeah. <laughs> For a second, I thought it might be Dream Team Small Forward Chris Mullen using an asthma inhaler, but it definitely does appear to be an older lady. And that was actually sent to him, like, unlabeled. So it was like he didn't even know what that was, which is kind of creepy to his personal address. And do you know who you have, you didn't know who sent it? Someone anonymously sent this? I didn't know at the time, but I know now. And it's one of the people I'm close with. David Lynch. Yes, oh, I exactly. wish. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> and this has pride of place here above your rig, which you sent in a photo of, which is this is where you... You have your computer and you have a fakey steering wheel and a fakey gear shift and fakey pedals and a real life microphone and a real life computer and real life camera. And this is where you put all this stuff out into the world and, and as a result, get back a few dollars. Definitely some disturbing images of a woman inhaling uh, an inhaler. <laughs> but also this real life miracle of this fakey car design turning into a real car. That's pretty cool. You guys work at the same place. May I ask what you do? We work for a pool company that sells um, liners all across the country uh, and then Canada and then a little bit in Europe. But um, essentially our job, because we're such high volume, uh, we are the people that will 
go in and sort absolutely every single incoming request and get it sent to the right like region of people or yeah and like start the order entry process basically like we put in all the information then it gets checked by people higher up every young person's dream yes basically (laughs) get to listen to a lot of podcasts yeah fair to say that following nascar and putting your love of weird jokes and real designs and nascar streams out into the world is more of a passion for you than sorting through pool lining orders. That's fair to say? Oh, hands down. Yeah. Absolutely. So I can see why this would be a big moment for you to get something out of the Matrix and into the real world of NASCAR. That's awesome. So, Carrie, do you get any pleasure out of this NASCAR fixation? Does any of this spill over to you? Or is this just something you put up with? I think that, like, one of the things that I like the most about Jim is how much he cares about this. It really is, like, something that he's, like, very driven to do. And I'm I'm really impressed with, like, how much he's grown his network just in, like, the past two and a half years that I've known him. So I do, like, get enjoyment out of seeing him be happy. And I do, like, go to the races sometimes, but I don't really like the bigger ones um, that we go to. I, I'm really pale. It's hot. Like, I don't ever tan, so... I'm usually like under a tent somewhere, like drinking warm beer. Yeah, it may not be for you, but it's definitely for him. So how do we find balance in this? Right. Because, Jim, you got to go to trivia night sometimes too, you know? Yes, yes. There might be NASCAR trivia there and she might need me. That's what I'm saying, so you got to come. Carrie, let me understand how much time this is. So if there is a race on television... Mm Mm-hmm. Jim will be watching it. Yeah. He'll watch the main race. So, like, if there's a race on Sunday, usually it starts around, like, 2, maybe a little bit earlier, and it goes until about, like, 6 or 7, depending on how many, like, accidents um, or wrecks they have or if there's, like, a rain delay. But he'll also watch the warm-ups before the race. He um, watches, like, the qualifying or whatever they do the day before. And usually he, like, gets himself set up to watch it, like, the whole day. So um, pretty much his day is dedicated to that race, at least, and then part of the day before. All right. So there goes the weekend. Mm -hmm. How much time, Jim, would you say you're spending sitting at that rig? And what's your sketch? So that everyone can find you on Twitch TV. This season, we we break it down into seasons. So we have an A season and a B season. The B season just started two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So now this is Tuesday and Wednesdays that I'm definitely doing racing, and it's 9 p.m. on Eastern, and they'll go from 9 to 10 or 11 at night, I want to say, and then I'll have to quick upload it to YouTube, quick make a little you know, thumbnail image graphic. He says quick, but it takes about like two hours afterwards for him to get like the perfect angle and the perfect like, this is where I started. This is what I finished. And like all of that. It's not quick. Oh, because he's got to do an after show. Oh, that's just it too. Like after the actual race is over, he'll go through and look at highlights of the race. And he didn't mention that um, his race starts at nine. That's true. But he has to be in the server at eight. So usually he's like on um, his program, I don't want to buzz market it, uh, and just kind of uh, talking with his friends before the race too. So on a race night, he's on the rig at eight prepping. Mm-hmm. The flag uh, waves, right? That's what happens. A flag waves and you go at nine. You race, fakey race, fakey race, fakey race. 
And then you're going to do the after show talk show where you go through all your highlights. That's all been streaming. Then you're going to take all that and throw it onto YouTube and other platforms. Yes. When does he wrap it up for the night, Carrie? He says it'll be shortly after, but if the race ends at 11, it's not uncommon for him to be done for the night and like going to bed at like one o'clock. Right. 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. How many nights a week? Right now, uh, until the end of the year, two. But that's not necessarily true because also sometimes you do stream other things. Yeah, you have your fake lasagna company. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I got to whip up a new recipe. (laughs) Does he have any other hobbies or interests that are basically pure solo time for him that's compromising your together time? That's like his main one. Mm -hmm. I think everything else is just kind of branching off of the racing. So like Papa Jim's is literally an account only to kind of spoof this one paint scheme he made for himself. Oh, so Papa Jim's fakey lasagna is a fakey sponsor for a fakey car that he did a fakey design for. That's right. Correct. Yeah, it's very meta. (laughs) Unfortunately, that was before the most recent stuff with the company I was mocking. Oh, right. I understand. Yes. I mean, it's fair to mock them before that. It's fair to mock them after that. I think he did condemn them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, If you don't know what I'm talking about, Papa John's Pizza is owned by a racist creep who had to resign because he said terrible things. And it's bad pizza. And has a very shiny face. That's true. (laughs) He puts his face in every pizza. That's what that's his promise. (laughs) That's the guarantee. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what people are saying. Uh, You know, Jim, you're adorable, but Carrie, what are you doing all the time that he's making his fakey fakes and watching the real races? Like, what do you do all day? I mean, it's not like if he wasn't racing, I'd be going out in the town. I'm still kind of a homebody. I usually just like hang out with my cat and like do crafts. I uh, I draw, I'll knit or like I'll play video games myself. But I do think it would be nice to be able to like spend a little bit more time like, you know, cooking dinner together or be able to go out like a night or so a week because we can walk right into one of the cities here. So it's really nice to be able to have that opportunity to experience it and I don't really want to walk into it alone, necessarily. I'm kind of an introvert. I mean, I only ask because you make a point of walking into the city. Do you have a car? Oh, we totally do. But we want to get exercise. And the views are beautiful. Yeah. Well, I love that. I just, I was looking for any dark twist of irony that, um, (laughs) that for a person as obsessed with NASCAR as he is, that he doesn't own a car, nor does he know how to drive. (laughs) (laughs) No, we do own two cars, but um, the walk into um, Troy is like literally 10 minutes. So it's nice to be able to do that. And we want to take advantage. Lovely. Yeah. And do you feel like you would like to set aside one or two nights a week to walk into Troy, either literally walk into Troy or fakey walk into Troy, which would be (laughs) some other version of spending time together? Yeah. I mean, even if we like grab a movie, you know, and just like are at home, like just experiencing a movie together. I think, you know, just one or two nights a week that it's like guaranteed that I can say like, hey, Jim, I want to do this tonight. And it wouldn't be like, yes. And then him go, oh, wait, no, just kidding. I do have a race tonight. Sorry. I can do this for two hours with you. Jim, is two nights a week too many to spare? Is your brand going to crumble? 
Well, the thing is, is as of right now, um, the only ones I'm interested, there's a lot more. There's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday series going on, but I scaled it back down to Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, we, we were long distance, uh, when we first met, we met online and, uh, we would spend weekends together. So I got kind of defaulted into, she wouldn't be here. So I'd have a lot of free time. So slowly it just kind of kept snowballing that I was doing like a ton of fake racing on my computer. And it, it did get to a really extreme point, but I have dialed it back down to right now, just two nights a week. I would like to keep those two nights. So two nights a week of fake racing, and then the weekend is usually given over to watching real racing. Yes. Do you agree, Carrie, that he dialed it back for you once you moved in? He says he dialed it back like it was willingly, but really the series (laughs) that he ran on Thursdays just isn't running anymore. Uh Um, So I have no faith that there won't be more um, like attractive races for him to run, and he'll want to then start again. Oh, all right. Is this what you signed up for when you moved in? I did obviously know that he was like kind of over the top with this, but I was really hoping and I had mentioned prior to moving in that, hey, you know, since we're going to be next to like this really awesome city, like I definitely want to go in. And he'd be like, yeah, that's great. And it wasn't until it actually like directly conflicted with a night that he wanted that he was like, just kidding. It's not great. <laughs> we can't do that anymore. You guys met online. I gather you were not fakie racing and you crashed into each other. <laughs> the most millennial meet cute of all time. Right. And where did you move from? Connecticut. Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Jesse, Connecticut is one of several states in New England, if you weren't familiar with it. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that there is Connecticut, but it's still there. It's little and angry, but it's there. Uh, okay. And so were you aware of his fakie racing brand, online brand before you met him or how soon did you become aware that he had this secret life as a moderate Twitch TV stream star? (laughs) He tried to hide a lot of it from me when we first met. Um, I'm like a pretty good sleuth. I did find a lot of them before we first met, but definitely when I first met him and we like we would play video games together, like we played and talked together like two months before we even met because we're both like huge nerds. But um, so that wasn't necessarily an issue that he plays games. Like obviously I, I do too, but I didn't know that his racing did last as long because I mean, you hear him talk about it. He'll, he'll say, okay, we race mm-hmm. at this time and then like really quick, we'll just wrap up and then that's done. So like before I really, you know, got invested in this relationship and really started like wanting to talk to him after the hour of like 11 o'clock at night. I like didn't really know that, oh, just kidding. He won't go to sleep for like another three hours. Jim, how does it make you feel when Carrie says that she doesn't have faith that you would keep your promise to keep a night clear if a race happened to come up that you wanted to be in? I think that, um, not think Jim feel, how do you feel? How does it make you feel? I feel like that she should have faith in me. I have been scaling some stuff back. I really have. But I I think that she should feel more confident. And if something did come up and I promised that I wouldn't do it, uh, that I won't do it. And I I would love to show her that. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. If I were to rule in your favor, Carrie, you've said one or two nights a week. Here's the question. One or two. 
Honestly, if I just got to pick one night where he would not be able to contest what we do and I would just be able to go, hey, on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, I would like to do this and he would just be like, okay, then one night is fine. I wouldn't even mind waiting until like after the season was done. Um, but I just want say when the next season starts about like, hey, if I want this night, I can get it. By the way, Carrie, I don't even know what you're talking about, the seasons. It's too much information. I don't understand. So much car racing, fakey and real. I don't know. Fakey. Jim. This is a fakey season, yeah. It's like a bowling league kind of starting up, how they'll That's, go for a bit. You know, how is that going to help me, Jim? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like TV shows, I guess. Like a certain show will be on, you know, fall, and then a certain show is on in season. This is a uh, spring season. This Thank is you. like his fall Thank you, Carrie. TV Thank show. You. Now I get it. She's saying that she's willing to wait. She's willing to wait until summer hiatus mm-hmm. to see you again. She's being extremely accommodating. Jim, what would you have me rule if I were to rule in your favor? I'm willing to drop most weekends to spend weekend times, but I would really prefer, if possible, to keep Tuesdays and Wednesdays, or at least whatever nights might get relocated to the the top series and then the little... I understand, but let me clarify. When you talk about dropping weekends... My impression was that you spend weekends watching real racing. Are you also doing yes. fakey racing on the weekends? What are you dropping on the weekends? Dropping, watching occasional real races. Like maybe still watch some, but you know, not have to sit there and follow up every weekend watching the real race. All right. I think I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. I'm going to drive to my chambers now in my sweet 2009 VW Passat station wagon that I have tricked out with a Bluetooth streaming plug-in plug that I plug into my aux port uh, so that I can listen to my podcast. Uh, Also, I have a vent-mounted phone holder. I'll be back in a moment with my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Jim, do you have a vent-mounted phone holder? (laughs) No, my car's not that cool. It does have Bluetooth, but that's it. How do you feel about your chances in the case? I'm kind of, to be honest with you, I'm a little worried. I think there's a lot of points that was brought up that's hard for me to see, but I'm hoping that the judge will still allow me to have my fun at least a little bit while still being more mindful of her. Are you at all worried that you might end up racing simulated F1? (laughs) I hope I don't have to do that. I like the big cars. Carrie, how are you feeling about your chances in the case? I'm feeling pretty confident. I think that I've prepared my evidence well, um, and I think that my asks are reasonable, so I think I'll do okay. You ultimately think that you have a righteous case. I mean, I usually do. I'm kind of like a... That's how I go into most arguments. (laughs) 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 I'm self-aware. We'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say about all this when we come back in just a second. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2020, 2024. 2020, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, 
I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. So... I have to say, you're both adorable. And Jim, I have enjoyed getting to know your social media presence and watching your fake commercials for your fake lasagna company. Thank you. I'm never going to watch that Twitch TV stream. That is not for me. I don't (laughs) even know how to, I don't even know what channel that's on. (laughs) And I am glad that you, Jim, managed to hijack my podcast. To jack your stats on social media. Oh, no. Feel good about it because you're cute. Thank you very much. I'm blushing. I agree. And, you know, I think you also, Carrie, are super lovely. And I wish you guys the very best. You are non-married cohabitants. And the court has an opinion about that. But I am not going to chide you for it. I hope you have a wonderful, loving time there. And I have to say, part of why I'm, I don't feel bad about you using my podcast for free advertising for your fake lasagna, <laughs> aside from being kind of funny, 
is <laughs> that something miraculous happened. That you made this thing in the fakey world out of a love for a sport and a world that is, you know, you are only a fan of, that you will never, I mean, you're never going to be a NASCAR driver, Jim, right? No, no, time has passed. Too old to begin the training. You can't do that Too now. Too old, not enough money. Right, and you need money. You need a lot of money. You need, you need real lasagna companies backing <laughs> you. And yet through this love of this real world and through this fake world, you made something and you broke it out of that matrix into the real world and onto an actual car. I mean, I think it's great. Especially since, you know, what you do in your daily life, and I hope you'll forgive me for saying this, but it sounds like, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a drab office job, right? It's yes. a nice environment, I think. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's great. Like, it's not a bad place to work for, but. No, 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 not at all. But it's not like, it's not like kids, you know, pay a lot of money to Sarah Lawrence College to get an MFA <laughs> in selling pool liners. Uh, it's a lot of running down the clock there. Yeah. It's like their parents are like, oh, I love their artistic spirit, but I wish they would just get a real job. You have a real job. <laughs> you yeah. both have a real job. You work together. It's, that's also adorable. And Jim, you, you have this passion that is bringing really, I mean, you sent me a, a financial statement. And I, just to people understand, Jim is not making a ton of cash. Maybe after a while he will, but it's bringing a little money in. But mainly it's just bringing you into a bigger world, which is great. It's great, right? Now, Carrie, you did not articulate that you have a similar passion. You knit, you have your cat, you have your fandoms, you're a nerd. You seem like a very happy person. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. I mean, I used to, um, like, I used to be really big into illustration, but I kind of fell off of it. So I'm, like, I'm kind of just all over the place with, uh, like, various crafts. So I would think it's fair to say that I don't have anything that rivals Jim's passion currently. Well, it's not a race. It's not a a real (laughs) or fake race. I'm just saying that you do have a passion, though, right? Jim, you see where this is going? Yes. You're the passion, Jim. She moved there for you. Come on, dude. She moved there to spend time with you in real life. And she's saying that she currently does not have faith that you will keep your promise to keep a night clear if you get a fake erase bat signal and you got to get on the rig immediately. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And this isn't to say that her lack of faith is earned necessarily. I mean, it is earned because of your behavior of backing out of, of things that you agreed to do. And it's also the case that you, in your mind, you're like, I'm dialing it down. I'm dialing it down to be here with her. But you're not doing a good enough job showing her that you're doing this on purpose in order to inhabit this real life together that you have, right? So it's a little bit of like, you're great at creating fake advertising for fake lasagna companies, but you're not (laughs) getting your message across to her. Like I actually, you don't understand. I would be doing this 15 nights a week if you weren't here. So this is a communication issue to some degree. And I do think that ultimately Jim, it's an issue of showing openly that you're making a commitment to the smallest amount of time that she's asking for. 
and not backing out of it. That's the thing where I feel like the faith began to erode. There, whether or not it's happened one time or a dozen times, Carrie has made reference to a, a moment where she said, I would like to have this night to walk into Troy. And you said, okay. And then you said, oh, no, I, I can't. And that's got to stop. It's got to stop. You know, that's all. It's a communication thing and it's a planning thing and it's a like sacrifice thing. Because if you say okay to a walk into Troy and then you forgot, oh, there's a race I want to race in, either you have to sacrifice that race to honor the sacrifice that she made by moving from Connecticut to upstate New York. She moved out of New England for you, dude. You know what that (laughs) means to me. I miss it. Or you have to not make that mistake again of forgetting that you have a race because you can't let down your fakey race teammates or whatever. You're not solo anymore. You're not racing solo. You're racing on a fakey race team and you're in a team of two in the real world. And then one night a week is available based on my understanding of your schedule. And I think, you know, you're a, you're a cohabiting couple. You need to have a date night. I don't want you to stop your dreams. I want you to grow your empire, dude. Go for it. But I think you need to set aside one night a week. I don't care what season it is. One night a week that is just no NASCAR. That is fair. That's beyond fair. Yeah. Go to trivia night. Walk into Troy. Walk into all the Troys in the world. And I don't doubt that you will make that commitment because you are, you said here that you were willing to give up your weekends of watching NASCAR. And I think that it would be good for you to prioritize which races are, are most meaningful to you so that you can have at least one weekend a month in addition to this one night a week deal where you guys can go walk into a different Troy or do something else. One weekend a month, one night a week. And I also just want you to kill it out there. I want more. I want to see all the cars that you designed. I want every NASCAR to be a Papa Jim's car. <laughs> I wish you guys the best of luck. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Carrie, how do you feel about this decision? From the judge's ruling, it seems like I may have to pick a night that's not a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I can find a Thursday or a Friday thing to do instead. But I'm really happy uh, about, you know, the weekend in addition. I think that I definitely came out pretty uh, happy here. Jim, how are you feeling? I mean, honestly, I'm feeling a little bit ashamed because it's one of those things where, like, in from my perspective, it's you don't see everything happening while it's happening and building up. But this has been, like, a nice little eye-opening experience where um, it's nice to have, like, this third party come and you know, show me exactly what's been going on. So I'm happy with it. And even if you guys wanted, I could show my gratitude and paint up a little Judge John Hodgman <laughs> car to whip around in the fake world. Uh, oh, yes. yes. First of all, yes. Second of all, if you're interested in dad jokes, here's an offering. <laughs> Sounds like that would bring a new meaning to funny car. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, that was bad. Wow. I liked it. (laughs) I liked it too. Our thanks to both of you for taking the time to be on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. 
Another Judge John Hodgman case in the books. In a moment, swift justice. But first, we want to thank Ian McKechnie for naming this week's episode Race Closed. If you'd like to name a future episode like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook, we put out our calls for submissions there. You can follow us on Twitter. In fact, John, I'm going to take this a step further than I usually take it in the credits of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Oh, boy. You should follow us on Twitter, at Jesse Thorne and at Hodgman. Yeah, I said it. Hashtag your Judge John Hodgman tweets, hashtag JJHO. I always enjoy seeing what people have to say. And you can also join us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com to chat about the episode. This week's episode, by the way, recorded by Rob Chacon at WAMC Radio in Albany, New York, and by Joel Mann at WERU in Orland, Maine. Our producer, the ever-capable and astonishingly glamorous Jennifer Marmer. Now, Swift Justice, where we answer your small disputes with quick judgment. Meg says, should my husband be allowed to secretly rearrange the dishwasher after I've loaded it because he thinks I did it wrong? Yes, it should be allowed. I don't even think he should be secret about it because I think Meg does it wrong. I'm pretty sure (laughs) Meg does it wrong. (laughs) Because only a person who, who loads the dishwasher wrong would ask that question. It is an unconscious confession. It stopped me before I load wrong again. That's what I think is happening here because there is a right and a wrong way to load the dishwasher. It is a puzzle to be solved. And the right way is how I do it and the wrong way is how others do it. No, I, I do mean to say that it is not merely like glasses should be here or there. You know, I have a kitchen in which the dishwasher blocks my passage through the kitchen. So, you know, the geography of the kitchen determines like certain things on the left side of the kitchen should go into the left side of the dishwasher because it's just easier. And the reason I know that is that I unload the dishwasher a hundred, well, 90% of the time. That's how I learned that it's more efficient to load it a certain way than a different way. Like everything in the Judge John Hodgman world of legal precedents. The person who does the greater share of the work makes the call. So if Meg is the one unloading the dishwasher most of the time, then she is the one who is doing it right. She is loading it correctly. And her husband should keep his paws out of there. But if, as I suspect is true, her husband is the one unloading the dishwasher and has learned the correct way to load it, then Meg should not be upset and indeed should be grateful that he would come in and fix her poor work. But if I've got it upside down, Meg, you didn't specify who unloads it. So I'm just taking an intuitive guess here. If I've got it upside down and you're the one who unloads it, then you're right. That's how it works. (laughs) That's it for this week's episode. You can submit cases at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. In fact, you should! Submit cases at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. Talk about bold. Yeah. You're making strong recommendations. I'm as bold as a spicy barbecue sauce. You can also email your cases to us at Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. We will decide if they're good or not. So if you're wondering if it's on the edge, maybe it's not quite strong enough, just send it to us. It'll be fine. Nothing bad happens if we don't pick it.
We're grateful for every submission at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO and Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. On behalf of Judge John Hodgman, I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Court is dismissed. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.